0: just kidding hi there this is Jim the Keys bartender how are you I'm going to keep on the chain and not talking about it's a beautiful day it's sunny a little lower than people are used to down here we're not going to talk about the weather I know people my my father I called him up and he says people must really be pissed when they get down here if they're coming from some place that uh, they're expecting some kind of respite from the winter weather and they come here and it's in the 40s but you know that's just the way it is and they're coming they could be coming from places where it's in the teens so it still could be a welcome thank you and there's no snow on the ground so yeah it's national news down here while they're showing pictures of uh, the two to three feet of snow in the Boston, New England area. Uh, they also show when the low temperatures come into Florida that certain invasive species or species of animals just don't react well to it. And, um, yeah, the iguanas and things like that. So there's pictures of iguanas laying all over the gro- gro- ground, you know, and then they show up, you know, we got iguanas and you have... There's not that many iguanas laying on the road because they, what they do is they climb into trees and then they get, when it gets really cold when they're sleeping, they lose their grip and they fall out of the trees. So, or I guess if they're walking along and the temperature keeps on dry, dropping and they just go dormant, they just kind of, they really slow down. I mean, they stop, they go, they're, they're in a in like a medically induced coma. And it's, they can't, it's one of the things they can't obey, you know, the, the body does it. And speaking about bodily functions, we rarely do we talk about this in, on the air, and I know it's kind of crude. Uh, it's not a, it's not a comedy bit, but we have, the body needs to do things that, um, it, it, it's just one of those things. The body has needs. It needs it has to it has to urinate. It needs to uh, get rid of solid waste. It get it gets rid of uh, gas, either belching or or from flatulence, which is farting. But all those things you have to do, especially when you're on a particular, like depending on what your position is, what to do. I always imagine. Being in a toll booth, that must have been interesting for some people because they're leaning out and whatever you're doing, you're doing right there. You know, you're from the waist up. You're just taking money. So this possibility that you could... I'm not saying that there was a, a toll booth with a toilet in it, but if there was ever a job that you could... Put a toilet in. You know, as long as there's not a, like a trucker coming around who can look down, I guess. You could probably pretty much take care of all your business in a toll booth. I'm not going to try to get any graphic. This isn't part of the show. This not. I don't do potty humor and stuff like that. Not that I hold. It's just not one of my things. I don't find it funny. You know? I, I don't find it. I'm the, I'm not one on fart jokes and all that stuff, even though it is funny when it happens sometimes. Yes. But a prepared fart joke is the... uh, They used to say the, the lowest form of humor is a pun for the lowest form of humor is a potty joke, farts and all that stuff. But when you're working, when you're at the place I work at least, the bar is at the center of attention right there right? it wraps around me it's a long rectangular rectangle about two and the center part is about two and a half feet wide and then we have uh, depending on what side you're on you have the keg cooler we have the f- fridge and we have liquor bottles and we have it so it goes for about 20 feet 20 feet with a an end cap. One ends at the kitchen, the other end cap ends at the opposite end of the bar. So it's a long rectangular box and you fit about 23 people around it. And uh, yeah, it's over a little over 20 feet. And when you're there, you're in the center of everything. So when it comes to the bathroom stuff, like having to go, and urinate, or poop, you gotta go, you gotta go, you know, it's one of those things, there's no hiding out, there's no, um, I imagine, there are people that peed in sinks, and in cups, and things like that, it's a big world out there, I'm sure that's happened, that's kind of disgusting, I always felt, no matter how busy it is, if you gotta go, you gotta go, you better go, you're not, you're not gonna stay there, through the event, you know, wet your pants or soil your pants. Well, you know, because there's so many people, you just got to leave it. You got to leave and do it. Now, the thing, the gray area, the gray area for everything is like, let's say I'm going to start out with little nicer things. And the nicer thing would be, let's say you get a coughing or sneezing jag. You ever get those things? I get it when I get something caught in my throat. Or a sneezing thing. I don't know how that happens. That's more of like a, a, an allergic reaction, almost something that it's caught in your nostrils, and you just start sneezing. And I, I do seven to nine sneezes, and that's one of those things, especially nowadays, that people don't want really want to see. But if they're sitting at the bar, the nowadays it is not. We don't have people that have like mild opinions of COVID. They're either, if they're afraid of COVID, they're not sitting at the bar. And if they're sitting at the bar, when people start sneezing, they're gone. Same thing with your coughing fit. If you had some coughing fit, they don't know what it's like. You're just coughing. It may not sound that good. So I, I like, to, when sneezing and coughing, I like to leave. Not the the restaurant, just, just walk out. Walk someplace outside, just get my, business done, wash my hands and stuff like that. I'm not talking about the bathroom trip. Obviously, we we settled the bathroom trip. But with the coughing and the sneezing, you could possibly, if you cover up, you could stay behind there. But I don't like the idea of sneezing on stuff. I don't like it when other people do it. Now, when it comes to flatulence, there's the tricky part. Sometimes, unbeknownst to us, we eat things that our digestive system either disagrees with or it makes a decision to produce uh, gas, lots of gas. Now, when you're belching, it's no big deal. You can do the corner of the mouth and it's loud. You, a lot of times behind the bar, you won't hear anything except the very loudest of items. So, the loudest of flatulence that's out there when the band's playing is is negligible. You would not not hear anything. You really wouldn't. You could just stay there and do that. But how polite is that? How polite? I mean, first of all, at this the particular bar I work, the atmosphere is a little more informal. At a more formal place, it would really be kind of inappropriate, I think, especially with people eating, enjoying cocktails and all that stuff. And all of a sudden you have to have something rear its ugly head or aroma. So you leave it there. But then again, you see people there, they're swelling beer and they're eating oysters, tons of fried food and you're thinking there's 30 people here or 20, 25 people here packing around this bar. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it because they've been doing it. They've been doing it the whole time. What's the difference? If I leave now to do it every time, every time I need to. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times I'll just go, well, my hell with it. Go as far from the group as possible. And then, and if it's, Someone jumps behind the bar. And I'm like, I, I I don't mean to be crude or careless, but it sucks being you. Then you just can't, you know. And it's funny when I said the atmosphere—if it's a nice place or something like that—but you're actually changing the atmosphere. You're changing—you're putting methane, more methane in the atmosphere. You're changing it. You're changing the odor of the atmosphere. You're changing the uh, makeup of the atmosphere when you're there. But what do you do? And and if someone notices it and calls it out, are you one of the ones going, my, ba- my bad, that was me? Or do you go and do the silent nod? And if there's, let's say, an older person that's unaware near that person and just go, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that. And you can just blame someone. The blame is that you know you always blame it with someone like that. But if you have a regular in it, people the regular may go, "I've been here before, and that person was here when that has to be you." You know, th- you know, leave it to the person that's a, f- a fucking Sherlock Holmes of farts to sit at the bar and to point that out. I mean, it's really none of their business. <laughs> They're sitting there. They're not going to leave. They really wouldn't leave. It was I. I have yet to see someone leave the bar because of that. The attraction is so great, and this tendency to drink—people that drink a lot need fat, uh, you know, fried food—that you wouldn't be surprised. That's going on a lot. You really wouldn't, but there there are times when you're just sitting there i've been on uh, been in interviews i made presentations i've sat on juries where i've had a distinct amount of intestinal distress and i you have to get and excuse yourself and you keep on Sublimating it and sublimating. When I say sublimating, you're just stopping. You're holding it in, and you feel as if the alien's going to pump out of your chest because your your lower intestines and your stomachs is just f- so full of gas. You can't hold it anymore, but you you can't be sure of yourself, so you can't do that. There, I'm not trying to gross you out, but it happens. It's part of the body. And you're just sitting there waiting and you think when would be the best time and just say, listen, I have to go. I will be back. I mean, there's sometimes you just have to because otherwise the presentation won't be made properly. Right? If you are listening, I mean, jury's the worst because rarely do they ever take a break because the jury needs to use the bathroom. Yeah. They don't. They don't go and say, "Listen, Pastor, I really have to go, or there's going to be an issue here." I mean, that would be, that would be an interesting note to get your judge focusing on the jury and go, "What? The, what the fuck? This person can't sit there for like three minutes without telling me he has he has to. They're about to mess themselves up." Yeah, it happens sometimes. So I'll move on from there because we were, I was in with the wife in a, in the doctor's office today and I was telling her she was getting her checkup and I've, I kept her busy. Uh, I kept, you know, kept her company while she was waiting around and I had been in the gym and I'm, I'm doing sit-ups and the sit-ups, uh, the enemy of sit-ups are farts. Because when you're sitting up, you're you know collapsing your your digestive system. So I'm sitting there. I'm about to start, and as soon as I lean up, I go. I'm not going to do the sound effects, but in in there, and there was guys around me. There were guys. They're all um, either my age or older, and two of the guys closest to me were. Wearing earbuds. The ones further, I mean, certainly, I just went around and I just looked around. And I said, sorry, 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 sorry. But, uh, you know, that one got away from me. So he's telling Abby, and Abby says, you know, that happens That's a right. lot with you. Like, it's on purpose. And they said, you do this on purpose. Some people try to... I do not try to do it on purpose. I do not... I'm not proud of myself when I do that. if it was a bunch of guys... You know, even if guys you know are disgusting when they get together and stuff like that, it's not necessarily when you get to a certain age that it's some. If that's the thing you're proud of, if that's the thing you're proud of, being able to make a loud noise coming from your your sphincter, uh, you're going to have to get a new set of talent. Up. You're going to have to get a new pool of talent. You're going to have to figure out how to do something. You should maybe take up juggling. You know, people juggle. Or magic tricks. Magic tricks are boring. And it, and, and some people are embarrassed by it. But it's a much better than the other thing. Like being able to burp a song out is not, is not very impressive anymore. Once you get over the age of 14. All right. Just think about it, change it up. you don't need those you that's not that's not a talent you want to be known for if you want to know people, if you want to get to know people, you got to sublimate your basic urges and that's what it that's what you're doing your bait your basic urge so when you want to fart, you don't walk in the elevator and fart you wait until you're getting off the elevator. And you do it as you're leaving. No. No, no. You hold it in. You hold it in. It's it's the communal responsibility. You're supposed to suck that in for that elevator ride. And, you know, this. Uh, when I was in Poland, we went up on one of those big chairlifts or what you call it? Tram cars that go up to the top of the mountain. And if you're stuck in it and I'm in Poland... You know, it's, it's a lot of cap, you're eating a lot of cabbage and pierogies and things like that in the summertime. Luckily, I wasn't drinking beer. So beer and cabbage and potatoes, that's got to be a nightmare. And in Poland, they say Americans are worse at this. I don't understand how we can be worse. It's all, you know, everybody's digestive system is pretty much similar. So if you feed the same kind of fuel to a, to a human, they usually produce the same amount of reactions. So that, But you know what? It wasn't that bad on the crowded, you know, there was 40 people in a tram car with the look like they may be able to fit four more people in. That was it. That was it. And you know what? It didn't stink. But imagine when you're on a date or you're on an interview or something where you can't, you really can't do it. Like if you're normally really gassy, Maybe it behooves you to let them know, I am, I try to control it, I am sorry. But that may not be the first thing you want to let out. I mean verbally or non-verbally. That may not, you may want to say, hey listen, I I better let this person know that I'm a good person and fun and entertaining before I start releasing the hounds we're always doing that thing. We're always supplementing the, the the baser qualities that we have. You know, you're on a first date, you don't get up at the dinner uh, when you're having dinner with someone, let's say a beautiful lady. And say, hey, listen, I gotta go and take a shit. I'll be back. You know, you get up and say, excuse me, I have, to, I have to go for a little while. You don't say the detail and stuff like that. You may say, I oh, have to use the restroom the facilities. That's, Maybe a little too much information, but they pretty much get it. And we do that because of the social compact we make with people. We don't have to do those things. I imagine hundreds of years ago, people didn't get up to go any place like that. And especially to go to the bathroom, you know, I think, and uh, I've seen it in, uh, written in, in, uh, the annals of uh, history, that at some of these banquets, they they did have people walk around with buckets so people could get sick and people can urinate. I mean, usually done their other business someplace else, but I'm sure they did all that stuff. I'm sure it was disgusting. And then manners came about. People started saying, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we sh- it isn't the best behavior we have when we're around. And then so we started to supplement and hide it. And it became one of the fodders for jokes and things like that. Because before, it wouldn't be a joke. It was one of those things. It was, it was just one of those things. Well, we have, uh, Abby, as you heard that I, I did my gym class today did all those um, thing that gets me going you know, getting up dropping off my daughter at school and then working out before I teach my class it gets me phew, wired and juice, and I'll tell you, it does get rid of anxiety, working out is the best thing in the world for that excess energy that I have and I know tomorrow, maybe tomorrow I have to go and do some cardio, and um. And some other things like ab work, and things like that. It's it's important. Working out to me is important to taking care of my clerical financial things. Just as important. I used to be when I was younger, I wanted to look good. Now it's I want to feel good. And part of feeling good is uh, working out. So I look like I'm just concerned on how I look. But I, I mean, that's a byproduct, maybe. Maybe, but right now I know as long as I work out, I won't have that built up excess energy. And part of that's doing the podcast too. And uh, today, uh, being my regular day off, we do have uh, big news in the Haran household. We have a nephew, Abby's nephew, Bartek, coming to visit us from Poland. He's from uh, near the place of Abby's birth, where she grew up, uh, near San Jeshu and Tarnoff and Jeshoff. Yeah, the, if you try to look, off, uh, look up the names of these towns, by the way, my pronunciation, Tarnoff, or Jeshoff, or San Jeshu, it would be very hard to find, if uh, because the way... I mean, San Jeshu is S-T-S-D-Z-E something, 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 something. And Jeshoff is R-S-Z-E-K-O-W. Yeah. And, and turn off's the easy one. Turn off. Turn off sounds like T-A-R-N-O-F-F but it's actually Tarnow. T A R-N-O-W So you can see how those things, when you call up for your your plane tickets and you're speaking to someone who speaks only English and they're selling tickets and say, where are you going? Let me spell them. Oh, just tell me the name. And I tell them the name and say, oh, I can't find it. And I say, okay, I'll tell you. And say, oh, Rezakow." Oh, yeah, no, that's not how. If you say Rezacow to the uh, Polish person, they'll go and say, What? So, so we do have uh, uh, Abby's nephew who's in his mid-20s coming here. And he's getting here. I guess the weather is warming up. And he's coming from Poland that's <coughs> below, zero, below zero. And he's coming from, you know, it's a long flight. And the flight was delayed three hours. So we're picking him up. We're going to be picking him up at 9 o'clock tonight. <laughs> Miami International, which I'm kind of thankful for because I mean I don't mind driving at night in Miami. I would definitely rather not be driving at rush hour. I, I, we would have picked them up, picked them up right at the end of rush hour. So we're picking them up tonight. We're gonna to be heading back. We'll get home at eleven o'clock. But at least it will be, you know, it'll be one of those things where there's not a ton of people on the on the roads. It's nice, you know what I mean. When you're driving down the road and there's not a ton of people and you don't you don't have to worry about. You, know, you still have people flying by you in Miami and things like that, but it's not bumper to bumper flying at you. I used to love that when people come into the restaurant and they go, "Oh, it's not busy. That's good." No, it isn't. It's not good for the restaurant when it's not busy. I know you like it when I said I say to people all the time. I said I know you appreciate it when there's not anybody here, saying you yes, get special. But if that happens a lot, and that happens a lot more, then it'll actually work against you because the place will close down. Who would want? You know, it's like going to a it's like going to a baseball game, and baseball games need to be sold out. Football games, baseball games, in order to have good players and stuff like that. When you have a big stadium and it's not full and it keeps on not getting full, they may lose their franchise and you may go in there, oh, it's great. I go there and go and see the Jags play, the Jaguars. I picked the Jaguars because they're kind of a shitty team, football team. And you go there and there's one third to one half the stadium filled and you go, well, we better, you know, we got to turn this around because it's great when we're leaving and we're parking and getting our seat. There's not a lot of people here. But that's not how professional teams want it to be. They want to be packed. Sell beer, sell hot dogs, sell popcorn, whatever the shit, nachos, sodas. Just one of those things. You got to sell... You got to sell a lot. We want a restaurant to be busy. And we had a busy weekend this weekend. We did. And it was chilly. And we had a busy Friday night. And a busy Saturday night. And uh, met some nice people. I met a new friend from uh, Venezuela. And uh, it just... Well, actually, they're from Miami now. But... It's nice when it's busy. It's the, the the drawback when it's super busy. I'm not. I don't get the chance to really talk to everyone. And they say, you know, you look like you're under pressure. And I feel like leaning forward and say, no, because I have a fart. No, I say, well, you know, you know how it is when it's busy. I'm not lighthearted when I'm busy. My body goes into get rid of this crowd mode, meaning make as many drinks as I can. Make sure they get their food so they're not waiting. I think some people take it personally when it's busy. And they go, I really want to talk to this person, but it's so busy here. I'm going to have to really... And then they're going to have to really work hard to get their attention. Well, Everyone's trying to get my attention at the time. And... uh, Sometimes I'm remembering the people that I haven't gone and visited for a while because they didn't try to make a point of it. So these other people, you know, it's funny. When other people are trying to get your attention, it makes you remember that there's people that are quiet and then you haven't checked on them for a while. Like, Jesus, this guy was here for an hour and a half. He didn't order anything yet. I mean, he did have a drink. He has a beer or two and stuff like that. But is he? Does he want to eat? Got to be mindful of that. So for the whole month, I'm going to get back to this. Uh, get back to the visitor thing. We cleaned out one of her rooms. That's a great, the best thing in the world. I do. We do. My, I do my podcast from my office slash family room slash guest room. Got a nice, I guess, queen bed in there, and a desk and this and this is what we're going to be saying we just we just kind of remodeled in here too so but it's so nice to be able to do the podcast in here i think the noise level's good i don't have a lot of the the background you know whatever qualities i know the podcast is you know best with i so so Bartek's gonna be staying in here, get here tonight. I, I have tomorrow. Maybe maybe we'll set it up and do a uh I'll see if he's comfortable. Maybe he I don't think he'll want to do a podcast with me. Maybe you will. I have him here. Might as well do something. Maybe he can translate. We can do some translation. I did some translation with uh with Carolina and Veronica from Poland. Uh, I don't know if Justina is going to come and visit us here in Key Largo. I'm going to try to take a, but I'm definitely going to see her in Miami. Chris, uh, Justina was the flight attendant from LOT, the Polish Airlines, who was a friend of our family, who gave me a tour of Krakow, and I mean of uh, Warsaw, and a little of Krakow. So she's going to be here. I hope I can return the favor to her, but it's nice making. Uh, I'm having relatives here and, and and things like that. This time of year, it adds some more value to our reasons why we live down here. Because I don't fish, I don't boat, I don't scuba, but I'll. I like going on a boat. I like swimming. Uh, I fish a little. I now I feel kind of conscient. You know. I don't want to put a hook in anything's mouth that I'm not going to eat. I know. What if you have a shark or a crocodile? You're going to eat that? And I say, well, maybe I could. I probably won't. So I don't want to do that. Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. It's. Uh, I, I would like to thank, who is it? Where are we in Michigan? Someone's downloading a ton of our shows in Michigan. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, it's really helping the numbers of the show. Uh, we're staying on track. I'm still pushing for a million downloads in 2022. That will change the whole makeup of the show. So the more downloads we have. I mean, we do have the plays. You know, the plays show up. I don't know how accurate. They only track downloads for me. So it looks like I have like 4,000 Listens a month. 4,000 listens. I, I think I have to get upwards of maybe forty-five to 50,000 to reach my average, which I can do. I don't see why not. There's not a... Uh, there. There is, there is a magic wand. The magic wand for me would be if Spotify, iHeart, and iTunes started putting me on the recommended listening list, and I do have the numbers of uh, episodes to promote it. So who knows when that starts changing around? And it is—it's moving in that direction. That I can see, probably by the time I come back from Poland this summer, that I'm probably going to have to hire a producer. And that'll be nice. If we have a producer, I'll always do a live show, and I'll open up the phone lines. And this way, Ace doesn't have to get pissed off. He goes, "You're fucking." You hear Ace? Ace is his older guy. He goes, "Hey, pal. Every time your blog comes on, my phone blows up, and I I hear your shit, and I want you to say something, and I can't call you. Oh yeah, because I don't have the lines open right now. You get chat." If you know how to use that. (laughs) I know that doesn't. But as Tina would say, I am a. You're an asshole. Yes, I am that. But you can chat if you want to, if you aren't a speaker. All I do is write the message. Here we go. I'm here. I'm leaving. Not for good, though. Let's see. Leaving. Every so often, like someone will come in and say, uh, into chat, and it's usually someone who's not a listener of the show and they'll listen to it. goes, kind of boring when you start talking about bar stuff. Well, I did talk about bar stuff. I talked about the farting, the crapping, uh, the peeing, stuff like that. That's part of the bar stuff. It is. You just want to hear about, well, how do I make a craft cocktail? What's the proper way of making a mojito? Well, there's plenty of shows like that. Who wants to listen to something on how to make a mojito? I guess someone that know. I mean, you have to visually watch it, and there's really no great shakes once you learn how to do it. That's it. It's a mojito. This is a screwdriver. This is, this is a uh, margarita. I mean, how hard is it? That's what she said. Okay, I'm just drawing a blank um like like i said again thank you for listening uh hope um all my friends in different countries taiwan india ukraine britain germany netherlands uh not so much in i guess i should learn my spanish i should learn some more spanish right and then again but then why would spanish people listen to the podcast who knows Well, thank you very much. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, signing off. Talk to you later. Bye.